The Poetry Circle with Anya Nikuiv. Uh, good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Poetry Circle. My name is Anya, and I hope you enjoy the weekly uh, poetry sessions uh, produced here in RICC Radio. And if you want to contact us, you can contact us at riccradio2020 at gmail.com. But if you just put in RICC Radio, it generally comes up and it's the Poetry Circle. So um, if this morning it's a kind of a random selection of uh, poets and poems that I like myself. And if you do and you have any questions or you'd like to hear something that appeals to you, just contact us. We'd be delighted to hear from you. I'm going to start with one which is kind of odd in July, which is I Hate the Cold Weather. And it was written by an American poet, Kev V, C-K-E-V, capital V. And just when I came across it there last week, I thought to myself, we have a lot in common because In July, you kind of expect the sun to shine and then people are complaining about there isn't enough rain, as if we didn't have enough rain every other day of the week and every other part of the year. And I just don't like cold weather and I don't like suddenly when I'm sitting out to be drowned by a rain that wasn't forecast. So this is, I hate the cold weather. I hate the cold weather, whether to say the least... The cold weather hates me. I slipped and fell last week. Plus, the warm weather is better. I'd rather sweat than freeze. Put the ice in my drinks, not in my socks and sleeves. The reason I feel this way stems from two things. Maybe I'm a fall guy who wants to see some leaves. Or I just miss the summer days with vitamin ray beams. Either reason or way, my thoughts remain oblique because I hate the cold weather and the cold weather hates me. So there are my sentiments with regard to the weather at the moment. I just like it to be sunny. Um, One of my favourite poems, I love the the kind of music of the poem, um, is um, The Listener's. And the listeners, um, it's a very well-known poem uh, written by Walter de la Mare. It's lovely, actually, because we're not entirely certain who the, the uh, traveller is looking for. And he doesn't get any answers himself. So the listeners by Walter de la Mare. Is there anybody there, said the traveller, knocking on the moonlit door? And his horse in the silence chomped the glasses of the forest ferny floor. And a bird flew out of the turret above the traveller's head. And he smote upon the door a second time. Is there anybody there, he said. But no one descended to the traveller. No head from the leaf-fringed sill leaned over and looked into his grey eyes where he stood perplexed and still. But only a host of phantom listeners that dwelt in the lone house then stood listening in the quiet of the moonlight to that voice from the world of men. 
stood thronging the faint moonbeams on the dark stair that goes down to the empty hall, hearkening in an air stirred and shaken by the lonely traveller's call. And he felt in his heart their strangeness, their stillness answering his cry, while his horse moved, cropping the dark turf neath the starred and leafy sky. For he suddenly smote on the door, even louder, and lifted his head. Tell them I came, and no one answered, that I kept my word, he said. Never least stir may the listeners, though every word he spake fell echoing through the shadowness of the still house from the one man left awake. Aye, they heard his foot upon the stirrup and the sound of iron on stone and how the silence surged softly backwards when the plunging hooves were gone. So there's something to stimulate your imagination as to what was going on and written by Walter de la Mare. Uh, just to lighten the tone a little bit, uh, the next one is The Song of Mr. Toad uh, by Kenneth Graham. Um, the sad background that he had, uh, he lost his parents, uh, Kenneth Graham, when, when he was a little boy. And um, he was the only son. He loved the sea, Scottish man. And he wrote in The Wind in the Willows and he died in 1932, uh, born in Scotland in 1859, Kenneth Graham. The world has held great heroes, a story books have showed, but never a name to go down to fame compared with that of Toad. The clever men of Oxford know all that is to be known, but they none of them knew and half as much as intelligent Mr. Toad. The animals sat in the ark and cried, their tears in torrents flowed. Who was that, it said? There's a land ahead, encouraging Mr. Toad. The army all saluted as they marched along the road. Was it King or Kitchener? No, it was Mr. Toad. The Queen and her ladies-in-waiting sat at the window and sewed. She cried, Look, who's that handsome man? And they answered, Mr. Toad. So that is the song uh, of Mr. Toad by Kenneth uh, Graham. Now, a total change, if you like, to a, a subject that caused havoc in Ireland, uh, the Civil War. And this song was written by, uh, this poem was written by uh, Francis Duggan. And it talks about the difficulty brother against brother had and what it cost us in Ireland. So I'll just read this sad poem. When brother fought brother, the cause it was lost. The civil war in Ireland came at a huge cost. To people who already had seen too much bloodshed and tears, the bitterness of the civil war was to linger for years. 
Far too many young men in Ireland, the civil war died, and this should not be any reason for pride or seen to be worthy of a street parade, though patriots won't allow war history from memory to fade. When neither was right and both sides were wrong, to the dark side of Irish history the civil war belong. When brother fought brother, hatred took to flame. That this should have happened does seem such a shame. When brother fought brother and former friend fought former friend, the bitterness of the civil war took decades to mend, a bitterness for years that it linger on after the British forces from the Irish Republic had gone. A civil war that gave rise to the political parties of Sinn Féin, Fine Gael and Fine Fáil, three political parties that for Ireland, it is said, did nothing at all, as they could not unite, since they only knew how to divide, any hope for a unified Ireland by the civil war was destroyed. A tragic time for Ireland, in truth it can be said, when brother fought brother, mothers wept for their dead, in a civil war, nothing for to celebrate and nothing as such for to commemorate. Well, there are a lot of sentiments there, some which you might disagree with and others that you might agree with. It's just a sadness uh, among families um, that existed in that, 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 that time. Now, next poem is um, about... Uh, Elizabeth is from Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Um, she uh, married uh, Richard Browning and um, she lived between 1806 and 1861. And she had to keep the Barrett name, her own name, or else she was going to lose her inheritance. Um, she met him uh, and... Uh, he said about her that she had a smile like a sunbeam. Uh, died and was buried in uh, Florence in Italy in 1861. It's a lovely love story. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height my soul can reach when feeling out of sight. For the ends of being and ideal grace, I love thee to the level of every day's most quiet need by sun and candlelight. I love thee freely as men strive for right. I love thee purely as they turn from praise. I love with a passion put to use in my old griefs and my childhood faith. I love thee with a love I seem to lose. With lost saints, I love thee with the breath, smiles, tears of all my life. And if God choose, I shall but love thee better after death. So a love story, Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Now, um, William... Butler Yeats, who wrote so much, 
And he wrote that beautiful um, poem that I read some time ago about the uh, uh, the Air Force man who, for who the Irish Airman foresees his death. That's an, another lovely one by William Butler But there are so many, and this one is absolutely lovely from W. B. Yeats. Had I the heavens embroidered cloths? Enwrought with golden and silver light, the blue and the dim and the dark cloths of night and light and the half-light. I would spread the cloths under your feet, but I, being poor, have only my dreams. I have spread my dreams under your feet, tread softly, because you tread on my dreams. William Butler Yeats, he wishes for the clots of heaven. Now, I'll, I'll finish today with a poem that we've heard about in a lot of other uh, situations, film and that. And uh, this was written by W.E. Henley. And uh, he lived from 1849 uh, to 1903. He was crippled with TB. He was a friend of a lot of poets. And he, Invictus, he said, was a deathbed affirmation of his atheism. Now, Invictus was made into a film, very popular. And then Invictus uh, was the uh, name of the Canadian football group where Harry took Megan for their first date. So there's a lot of various odds and twists to it. Invictus by W.E. Henley. Out of the night that covers me, black as a pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell of circumstances, I have not winched nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my heart is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms the horrors of the shade. And yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate how I charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Well, now I hope you enjoy that selection, short selection today. Uh, next week, I hope to cover Irish uh, poets, uh, modern poets, if you like, a series of them. But I hope you enjoyed uh, this morning's selection. So thank you and do get in touch with us at RICC Radio 2020 at gmail.com if you have any queries. Thank you. The Poetry Circle with Anya Nikuiv.